Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the voice cast, where we take a look at your favorite animated characters and see which voice actors play them the best, the worst, and the weirdest. I'm your host, Justin, and with me is Will. And today, or this week, we'll be completing the third section of our Scooby-Doo month with the ever-titular character, Velma Dinkley. So, what did you prefer? Were you a Daphne boy, or were you a Velma fan? I honestly, I never really thought about it until the internet really led to my attention the fact that Velma's hot. Yeah, I've always liked Velma. Yeah, I mean, I've always liked her in just the kind of way, just like, oh, she's a nerd, I'm a nerd too. But as the years go on, she's just kind of transcended that role. Ironically, she kind of makes Daphne obsolete. She really does, in comparison to things. And then... We can thank What's New Scooby-Doo for reestablishing Velma's character. She went from the reason why she was always kidnapped was to give Fred a drive to do something to her, the reason why she was captured first was because she was basically the brains of the group. Yeah, yeah. And, my god, what a laundry list we have today. We have eight voice actors. We would have nine, but we're discounting a pup named Scooby-Doo. A fantastic show, a fantastically designed Velma, really adorable but not what we're looking for in comparison to the rest. Yeah, um, we're looking at the base standard of the high school to adult Velma. I like that Velma from Pub Named Scooby-Doo, but like Will said, that's just not what we're looking for. But to start off the list, we got the original, Nicole Jaffe. I'll say, since he was the last one to leave the bank every day, he would just fill his briefcase with money, relock the safe, and leave the bank as usual. Then, later that night, he would return disguised as the Creeper and make it appear that some sort of a phantom was robbing the bank. Nicole Jaffe, who would reprise Velma for quite some time, though sporadic in appearances. For example, of course, with her being the original and the one in the new Scooby-Doo movies, which that was in 1972, she would not play Velma Dinkley until 2003, for both the, leg the Legend of the Vampire and the Monster of Mexico. But as for voice acting credits, Nicole Jaffe, that is the only thing that she has ever done, voice acting-wise, for the character. Or just actually voice acting in general. Other than that, she would just do various Warner uh, Hanna-Barbera voices. It's, god, these two... I mean, she's fine in the start, 1960. She's, she's serviceable, you know? She's established the core of Velma. Yeah, also, the direct source of the gag of my glasses, I can't see without my glasses, because that actually happened to her during a recording session. Which is funny. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. You have these two weird Legend of the Vampire in Monster Mexico in 2003, where the producer decided to bring the original cast back for these movies. On paper, this is a great idea. But in concept, not a good thing because the Scooby-Doo fans that were a thing were probably too old to care or d d dead. Man, I thought Casey Kasem sounded old as shaggy. Holy crap. It, it sounds like Velma is stuck in a time warp between being 16 years old and being 60 years old. And she just keeps going back and forth from it. 
The purpose of fiestas and siestas, Shaggy, is to provide sustenance and rest for another tradition, hard work. We were hoping to watch the preparations for the Day of the Dead festivities. And what was all that noise? Granted, Nicole Jaffe ended up leaving, not just voicing Velma, but also voice acting in general, because she started a career as a talent agent. So, you know, I can't really harp on her too much for not working for a good quite some time 20 30 years also um i didn't watch very far into these movies but i'm pretty sure these movies are bad because for one thing both of them start with comic sans yeah that's never a good look and ever since then that's basically it for voice work um it seems like she's had a successful career as a talent agent so also other hanna-barbera voices yeah so you know what? Hats off to you, Miss Jaffe. I don't have a lot harsh to say about it. Nothing really nothing really bad to say. Now I mentioned Comic Sans and Scooby-Doo. Let's cover the duo of Velma voice actors for Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo 2. Marla Frumpkin and Pat Stevens. Let's start with Pat Stevens because I think behind the voice actors is a bit wrong on that. Pat Stevens was the one who actually started first. Yeah. A hidden tape recorder. Jinkies, that's it. Come on, we've got to find Shaggy and the dogs, and then catch us a devil bear. First of all, uh, Frumpkin's way worse. Stevens is bad, too, but at least she's trying to sound like a nerd. Yeah, she's trying to sound like a nerd. Stevens only played Velma for about 11 episodes of Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo before being replaced by Marla Frumpkin. And it's so... I couldn't find anything really solid about this, but I have a theory. I know we don't talk about live-action roles in this show, but I think this is important. Pat Stevens, one of the roles that she did before voicing Velma was having a role on the hit TV show MASH for a while. As Nurse Mitchell. Yeah. And Nurse Baker. And Nurse Stevens. And Nurse Brown. Was that like a- All the nurses. Yeah. So, Scooby-Doo, the franchise, was running downhill at this time. Or it's just when they were trying to stay afloat. Yeah, which is why they have Scrappy now, is to try to re reinvigorate the series. Which, much like the voice actor change, did the opposite. And then you notice that during this time before the reboot with BJ Ward and Zombie Island and all of that, they use Velma, Fred, and Daffy less and less, focusing more on Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy. So, my theory is that because. Stevens was a real actress. She was looking for more money compared to the other voices. And then because Scooby-Doo was going downhill, they replaced her, because they didn't want to pay her, with a voice actress who has a lot less experience and could probably be paid a lot less. Which would be Marla Frumpkin, who had a drastic change in Velma's voice to the point to where it really wasn't Velma. Let me see that. I found it at the Minotaur's throne, Velma. Maybe we should take a closer look at those ruins, especially that throne. Awful. It's flat. Not even trying to do a voice. She's just talking. She's talking like an old woman. Like an older woman. Yeah, she also lacks control. Like, she goes really high at first and then really down low. Granted, what can I expect out of this? It's a replacement of a replacement. But she would get better over the years, as from Velma Dinkley, she would voice three anime, four anime, and then end her career with Ah Real Monsters. 
as a side person. Which would be Get a Robo Z, Get a Robo G, Mazinger Z, Shadow World, and Magnus the Robot, which for the most part are mecha anime. So she found her niche playing female and little boys in mecha anime. Yep, not a bad gig playing little boys. That phrase is weird, you said. I know. That's that's the point. So 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 weird. Such a such a weird history to have. Like three replacements. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And this is where, after the downturn, just like how I mentioned earlier with Zombie Island being the point in the series where the series got a snoo spark and got back, we have BJ Ward. Yeah, he was printing millions of counterfeit dollars in the basement with his printing press. What we originally thought was mold was really green ink. Now this is fantastic. B.J. Ward did an amazing job, but other things you may know her from... Ooh, this is quite the list. Hello. In DuckTales, she was Bernie McQuack and Loopy McQuack. Uh, Judy Jetson in a lot of newer age Hanna-Barbera stuff. Also, she was the Velma. She was the Velma... Actually, her first iteration of Velma was the Burger King Velma commercial, where Casey Kasem uh, had a fucking titty fit. <laughs> yeah. He probably wouldn't be happy with saying the word titty either. Though my favorite of hers has to either be um, Queen Bee in Super Secret Secret Squirrel, which I love that show to death, or she plays the Sage Crest in my one of my favorite games of all time, Dark Cloud 2. Also, Betty Rubble a lot. Kind of picking up the torch. Yeah, yeah. But BJ Ward, the first modern Velma, she did really good. Yeah. It's also the Velma I know because she was also the Velma for Witch's Ghost. Something about it that I do really like is that the voice isn't just fit for Velma, it's fit to be a young adult Velma as opposed to being a high schooler. Yep. In the context of this saga of the 90s Scooby-Doo movies, she is the best one for the job. She also voiced Casca in the sort of the Berserk, in the Berserk video game. I knew you were going to pick up on that. <laughs> she did good in that too very mellow laid back but still has that little bit of anxiety that you would expect a nerd-ish character to have also with a with the nice cute and pep that you know with a little bit of smugness in and they're also that Velma would eventually be known for I think she started the smug train Jesus <laughs> the smug train with her start she actually was able to get some practice being Velma in the Johnny Bravo episode, Bravo Dooby Doo, that we keep talking about, where she's she's a little bit high pitched. She doesn't say much, but hey, it's still experience before the real project. Yep. And speaking of the Scooby Doo movies from the late nineties, um, I watched Alien Invaders during this week. And what'd you think? Boring as fuck. So it was a calmer Scooby movie. No, that's putting it nicely. It was. It was pre there was nothing to do. The like people like to talk about the stuff with Shaggy and Scooby having the alien girlfriends, but that's the only part that's interesting. Even then, I don't think it's all that great. Do you remember that? Do, do you remember there was a song in that movie that Shaggy was singing about his love for this person? Yes. How did I forget this? How did you forget that, you monster? I think it's just just like the Grand Canyon. This. Movie just absorbs just whatever soul and life that I have. I completely rejected 
99% of this movie. Sounds about right. It's too slice of lifey. I think that's it. And none of the characters, besides the main gang that we all know and love, were just really boring and not written well. You know what was written well? Mindy Cone. What's new Scooby-Doo? We're coming after you. We gotta solve that mystery. Once Sam confirmed that the sabotage rides were still safe, everything pointed to Terry, who wanted to make sure no one really got hurt. Ah, so good. Mindy Cohn, picking up and building off of the new establishment of Velma from her previous iteration and evolving it to further detail. By picking up What's New Scooby-Doo, which is the revitalization of the series, she would play the Velma of the new, of the new century. Just nails it. Nails it on the head. There's a reason why she would keep probably the longest discography for being Velma. So as opposed to the B.J. Ward generation, is it right to say generation, I guess? Yeah. Um, Velma's young again, but she's still smug. Coming off as more cynical than she ever has before. She has bitter, dry, sharp wit. Yeah. Rather than me, the golly gee kind of nerd. She plays it younger, more nerdy. With a slight nasal that just fits so freaking well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc., the show from 2010, I feel like is Mindy Cohn's magnum opus. The sass that is, is her. insane. That is the, the matured wine of all her efforts. Oh, God. And it's still a fun time, despite it being... It's the same thing, but it's just the direction and the writing is so much stronger for character interactions. Um... I think something else important to bring up about Mindy Cohn voicing Velma is her impact on pop culture. Mm -hmm. We were talking before about Daphne versus Velma, where Daphne originally was meant to be just kind of the hot chick who was also kind of clumsy, Mikey, again, the way with Velma being just kind of a nerd. The, The ditzy Betty and the plain Jane. Exactly. And Mindy Cohn was our generation's Velma. It's the one that we grew up with, including B.J. Ward, but I, Mindy Cohn is one who is just... Cartoon. Yeah, that's the one that just encapsulates the character. So it wasn't until our generation that Velma was becoming considered as more hot as Daphne, especially because she actually has more personality to back up the pretty good body, actually. Mm-hmm. And that is helped by Cohn's performance. And comparing the Daphne and Velma, body-wise, that would actually be a point of reference in the live-action Scooby-Doo movie, where our next candidate, Linda Cardellini, would get her start. Alright guys, we're the guests of honor, so everyone be on their best behavior. We've also donated the costumes of some of our more ridiculous foes, like Chickenstein, but who would be able to create a real pterodactyl ghost? So, you think Jacobo's behind this? Impossible. Three years ago, his body was lost at sea during a prison escape. Seems like old man Wickles deserves a visit before any of our other creepy conquests make a comeback. Oh, boy. As a Velma, she's a mess. So, I saw in an interview that she's... Velma's smart and independent, with a lot bottled up inside in an interview, which, first of all... No, No. that is not Velma at all. She's very outspoken. She lets it be known, everything she's thinking. Oh yeah, need I go back to the 
smug compilations of Mystery Inc. Besides that, she plays it so meek and wooden and awkward. She sounds like she needs to go to the bathroom at all times. Also, her, her, naturally, she's a blonde. So you have a blonde trying to play a brunette. Stereotypes, ahoy. No, 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 she's a brunette originally. Really? The pic- it looks like she's a... The pictures died. Her hair oh. in the live-action movies was real. But, I will say this. She gets better as a voice actress when she's not voicing Velma. Yeah, she... Because she voices CJ in regular show and Wendy Corduroy in Gravity Falls. Yeah, she really has gotten this reputation for playing these really cool and likable older female characters in these in these modern cartoons, which is really cool. I love both of these characters. It's not that she's a bad actress. She's just not a good Velma. She's good at everything else. Yeah, yeah. Hell, it even, in, in Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc., she plays a woman named Hot Dog Water who looks like Velma with longer hair and not circular glasses, rectangular glasses. Uh, like a, oh, that's really funny. Yeah. Also, and she also, and that uh, that's the same girl who becomes Lilith. Because Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated had some fucking Satan demon magic shit in that shit. That was fucking weird. Yeah. I love it. Also, just massive shout out to her playing the older sister in Lollipop Chainsaw. That whole cast is fantastic. Oh. um, I gotta play that game again sometime. Yeah, man. You gotta. Keep up the momentum. Stephanie Diabruzzo is also really good. Come on, Thelma. This data has to compute. Let's see. Independent variables, unit analysis, it all adds up. Thought so. Come on, guys. We've got a bird to follow. Like one time, Velma, I'd love to hear you say, let's just stay here and eat some grub and chill out. Let me see. Wow! This map is said to lead to the fortune of Gnarly Beard the Pirate. Like, who's Gnarly Beard the Pirate? He was a villainous scalawag who sailed the seas a long time ago. Start flashback, please. Who would play Thelma in Scooby-Doo Adventures, the mystery map? The funny thing about Stephanie DeBruzzo, she has a long history of voicing puppets. She's a puppet actress. And in Scooby-Doo Adventures, the mystery map, everyone is... It's a puppet! It's a puppet! She has this adorable high-pitched voice where anywhere else I'd hate, but because it's a puppet, it fits perfectly. She kind of sounds like fro- the English... She, she would make a good froppy from My Hero. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Because she's got that nasally nerd kind of thing going on. I'd like it better than Monica Rial, though granted I'm not a fan of her. Something else I really like about this movie is that the puppet designs are based off of the ones from a pup named Scooby-Doo. They are. I'm so happy that that show gets props, you know? But yes, from her history in puppets, her most famous um, portrayal would be Grover's Mommy and Prairie Dawn. I think Kessie from Winnie the Pooh also deserves a mention. Yeah. While she didn't voice her, Kessie in The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh will fuck up your day. Like, holy shit. The Book of Pooh, Stories from the Heart. She plays Kessie. Which I pl- which I did watch a lot as a kid. Really? Yeah, it, it was on, and I liked it. It's definitely no Shirley Temple storybook, which looks like the puppets from Book of Pooh but just they have AIDS. 
That's just what it looks like to me. Horrifying stuff. I was more fans of the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Then again, I had Seasons of Giving as the Winnie the Pooh movie of choice for me, but this isn't Winnie the Pooh month. This is Scooby month. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm reeling back in the end of Scooby month. Kate Miucci. Sorry, Mikuchi. Miku yeah, that's it. It sounds inappropriate. Okay, Elias Kingston University, built around the original Kingston Manor. Six main structures dating from the 18th to the mid-20th century. Architecture, mixed late Gothic and Jacobean. The perimeter is surrounded by a stone wall adorned with wrought iron spires. Four gated entrances, three of which are closed during summer. I can't believe I just destroyed a library. I hurt books. That's what you guys are upset about? The whole point of this was to get me into this school! Dean Longfellow will never let me in now. Thank you, Dean Longfellow. But Kingston University already taught me something. I still have a lot to learn. For now, there's only one place I'm sure I belong. With my friends. Who, uh, her most famous role would be Sadie from Steven Universe. This is a character actress. She's, she's not a voice actor, you know. She's mainly a musician in a comedy band called Garfunkel and Oates. But... Whenever she is acting, either in live action or anime, she's usually a quirky, sometimes nerdy character, usually with a ukulele because that's her instrument of choice. You would know her from Scrubs, like most people do. I know her from a couple of places. Most people would know her from Scrubs. She was also in How I Met Your Mother, Malcolm in the Middle, and Four Kings. But I know her only mostly from, from Scrubs, which is funny because her name is Stephanie Gooch, and her name is Mikuchi. Coochie, Gooch. I don't think anyone's seen this show before, but I remember her from this one show called Raising Hope. Have you ever seen it? I didn't watch it, but it was a good I show. did know about it. Also, Julie Kane from Motor City. Yeah, she played this girl with, like, this dead tooth that she never really noticed. I don't know. I, I liked it. She's she's a cute one, you know? I just, It's just upsetting to me because it's like... I hear her as Velma, and she does fine. Don't get me wrong. I hear as Velma, she does fine, and my first thought is, oh, of course, you know? Of course she would be Velma. And be cool, Scooby-Doo, which would be the Family Guy Scooby-Doo. And she's still Velma in that. The show's dog shit, but she's still Velma. She keeps, she captures the essence of Velma. Yeah, I just like Cone better. Yeah. Actually, funny thing about that, I don't know why Cone got replaced. I, I was trying to figure Probably that out. They Her wanted... breast cancer doesn't line up to when she was replaced by Bakuchi, so I'm not going to even, like, bring that up at all, but... I'm going to go out on a whim by saying that uh, Kate Bakuchi, um, I'm guessing with Be Cool Scooby-Doo, they really looked out for more live-action-friendly characters. Like, of course, they got Frank back and Grey Delisle, but... They needed a new fresh face for Velma. Oh, to kind of match up with Lillard? Yeah. Okay. Um, this was really upsetting to me, but as I mentioned last week, Lillard was very upset by the fact that he was replaced for the upcoming CGI Scooby-Doo movie. Um, yep. You know, Matthew Lillard was like, uh, oh man, this sucks that I got replaced, but I guess that's the industry. Mindy Cohn responded back saying, been there, it sucks. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, my heart. Wow. Oh, savage. That hurts. Well, that savagery is to come from Mystery Incorporated, uh, Velma. Anything on Mikuchi's performance? She captured the essence of Velma, but she still is pretty... Uh, played Jade. 
Very, very much plain Jane. Yeah, she needs some time to make it her own, you think? Yeah. She talks fast, and she's very plain Jane, like Nicole Jaff and Pat Stevens, in, in vastly in comparison to the sassiness, to, to the sass queen we got in Scooby-Doo Mystery and Cooper Rooted. And this is a girl, well, not having vocal range, she's a great voice actress. I People are kind of mixed about Webby and DuckTales. Um, you can still tell that she's acting her tail off, you know? Yep. She puffed, she'll puff up her feathers for that. But, no, she, she's really good. She she does, she may not have much range, but what she does do, she does very well. That's just the industry for you. Yeah. It would have been better if she would have got, if Motor City turned into an actual whole-ass series, so she'd get more voice acting experience as Julie Kane. I haven't seen that. Is it good? Yeah. What she is was in the Spy Kids TV? Spy Kids had a TV show? I guess. Well then. Let me just one more. Where the hell was that? Um. That's it. Every time I see this Spy Kid show, I always mistake it for the Alvin and the Chipmunk show that came out a because few years ago. the character Mikuchi plays looks like Jeanette. She does. She looks like Jeanette. Exactly. Almost like spot for spot for spot. What the fuck? You can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> fuck you, you middling TV show that didn't last for very long. I will get my revenge. <laughs> Maybe. All right, man. What are you thinking? Okay. Worst. Definitely Marla Pumpkin. Weirdest. Stephanie. I'm stuck with best between Cone and Ward. Because both were very much big with me. One I fell in love with first, but the other one I had more time with. But, all in all, I like the Mistress of Sass, Mindy Cone. But BJ Ward, you are like a point zero 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 one point behind. It was really hard. It was hard on me. What about you? I feel the exact same way across the board. Well, that establishes our Velma episode. Yep. I'm, I really like looking back at how Velma has evolved as a character. That's what I love about this show. I I love figuring out that kind of timeline, and also just the weird little memorabilia stuff. Like, say, Stephanie DiBruzzo. Like, I would not have realized that this existed until I had to research her for this show. I'm probably never going to watch this, but hey, it's there, and I'm just happy that someone knew that a pup named Scooby-Doo existed, and understood how fantastic those designs were. Velma was the best design of that show. I'm kind of iffy on the rest of them because I I don't really like the dot eyes. Yeah. Look look at you you want to hug it right? I want to hug yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Join us next week where we're looking at the couple of Fred and Daphne. Frapney. If you like what you saw here, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube and social media at The VoiceCast, and listen to the show on your favorite podcast platform through anchor.fm slash voicecasters. Thanks for watching, you guys. See ya. Ta-ta for now.